I'm going to start off uh, by just thanking Pete for the privilege of being here and able to share with you guys today. And also, if this is a little bit hard to swallow, you know where to point the finger. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't I don't know whether you guys can uh, have ever had this happen, but um, you're kind of driving along, and all of a sudden you think, where's the journey gone? Where's the last 10 minutes of my life just gone? I can't remember where I've been, and I've arrived here. And for me, it's a kind of like, think about the taking a cat or something off the, off the bumper or going back and trying to clear up the carnage from before. But something kind of disappeared uh, for five or ten minutes. I mean, it hasn't happened to me lately. But I guess that's where uh, what I'm sharing begins. Um, you know, I've heard it say that, you know, be careful what you preach because you might end up having to practice it. But this is kind of the other way around. Um, yeah, I'm just going to kind of uh, go back over something, a journey that God has taken me on over the last few months. And uh, it starts with bearing a little bit of something of myself, which is uh, a, a difficult. When I look around, I know that there's people that know my story. But um, this is an area of my story uh, that, I, that not all of you know. You might know bits and pieces of it, but you certainly won't know all of it. And, uh, and it begins with uh, money, um, finances, uh, which is... You know, for me, um, in my background, my background was uh, a man that uh, suffered with deep addictions. Um, uh, I was an alcoholic and a, and a, and a long-term drug addict. Uh, so um, finances, start, my pro- problem with finances started uh, a long, long time ago. And uh, when I look back, it, it, start, you know, it started off as like a kind of like a an experience of life around me where people were kind of talking about, you know what, I ain't got no money, I'm, I'm skin, or that's too much money. And there's a, you know, that kind of fear that you, you sense uh, when, you, when, you, when people are talking and discussing finances, and it built into something. And, um, you know, I grow up thinking, hang on a minute, people seem to think that money is a, an answer to their problems. So I kind of grasped onto that, and that became a way of me thinking. And, uh, and as addiction grasped hold, for one reason or another, money became more and more powerful. But I kind of had a sense of, of, the, of the problem with this, this money situation. Uh, but I, 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 I just went with it. And, um, you know, when I, when I talk about a money problem, I'm talking about people deceiving people and manipulating people to get their money to use for my pleasure, which is the consuming of alcohol and drugs. And um, it used to be my way into, into using excess, and it used to also be my way out of it. Uh, and what I mean by that is that I, I would work hard to get accumulate enough money to go uh, and feed my addictions and it wouldn't, I wouldn't care who, who got hurt on the, on the way to, to that journey. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll just share a little bit of some things that I used to do is, is that, you know, if I had 2,000 pounds in my pocket, that would be 10 days. I used to work that out as 10 days accessing, uh, which sounds absolutely mental, but it's true. Uh, and then as I learned, got a little bit more clever, then I would, I would make sure that I had money saved. 
So it had this strong grip on me, like to the point where sometimes I'd wake up in the morning and I'd just put my hand on my pocket. And if, my, if I didn't have any pockets, and I'd go straight for the floor. And then the second I'd find that wedge of cash, then my heart would start beating uh, and I'd be able to relax again. And uh, I'll share with you a, st- a story where, which, uh, which really gave me an insight into the power of uh, darkness. And, that, and uh, it's one day, because I used to give lumps of cash to people who cared for me and say, please, whatever you do, don't give this to me. And, uh, you know, it might be a £1,000, £2,000. And they would hide it in places or take it away and put it in the bank or whatever they used to do. And uh, anyway, wake up in the morning, the same panic would be there. Where's, where's my money? Where's, where, where's my cash? And um, one day, the person I gave it to had gone out and left me on my own, just alone with my panic. And, uh, the, you know, the addictions were calling uh, and they, were, like, they, were, they needed to be fed. So I just thought, right, relax. I took a deep breath and then... Trigger after trigger after trigger went off in my mind until in my mind I could see a complete picture of where that money was hidden. And it was hidden inside some baby clothes. And I just got up and I walked straight to that point and I found £2,000 in cash and then I went straight to the pub. So this is the kind of hold that it had on me. And um, what I want to do is kind of with, with this sharing, is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the Word of God here in a minute, and we're going to have a look, um, and maybe then share a little bit more about how God has been transitioning me from this wrong pattern of uh, thinking. So if we can start off, uh, if you turn your Bibles, I'll be reading from the NLT, uh, from Matthew 13, and uh, um, starting off at verse uh, 21. Sorry, Matthew 16. My fault. Matthew 16, starting off at verse 21. It says, it says, um, yeah. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religion, of the religious law. He would be killed but on the third day he would be raised from the dead. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him, reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Jesus turned to him and said, Get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human uh, point of view, not from God's. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will gain it. Yeah, so this this scripture... it. It, uh, I was trying to think of the impact that this scripture had on me. And we used to have a guy at school called uh, uh, Mr. Ellis. And he was legendary uh, to the point where, you know, whenever I used to th- think of him, I used to think of these stories about this guy. And uh, he was famous for picking people up and shaking them. And uh, as school kids got hold of them, you know, these stories, they embellished them time and time again to the point where somebody is actually being picked up by the ears and literally shaken back and forth. 
And this is, this is really what this scripture um, has, done, has, has done for me. It's kind of picked me up and it's shaken me around. And um, so, yeah, I just, um, I, wa- I want you to look at how the way that we think about things um, can really affect our walk with God. Because uh, it says here, you know, as, um, as Peter, which would be a normal thing to do, would be just to say, you know, God, this can't happen to you. Jesus, this can't happen to you. You can't die. And he turns around to him because he knew the future of himself. He had to give his life on the cross. And he knew that he had to give his life. So, you know, there was a, there was a wrong thought pattern uh, in the same way as I had a wrong thought pattern with my finances. So, uh, I, when, I, when I think about uh, how I brought that, that, that thought pattern into my Christian life, um, <clears throat> the Lord was kind enough to give me Heidi as a wife. And uh, I was thinking, brilliant, this is absolutely ideal. Um, I've got this wife who's a doctor. She's, she's born again. She loves Jesus Christ. And she's going to bring finances to, into the relationship. So I thought, you know, it's all going to be Diamante uh, Bibles all round. And, you know, that I was going to literally, you know, this was real. This is how I thought. I thought that I was going to be ministering from, you know, from, from the front of my paddleboard. Uh, you know, it was a wrong pattern of thinking uh, that I was going through. And as I look back, I can see that there was a point where I said to myself, you, you have surrendered to God. Why have you done it? You know, why did you, why did you surrender to God? Um, and why did you start to change the way that you were thinking? You see, I, even with my fi- the financial situation, I, I mean, I've worked for people in this church and I've got, you know, and I've got angry with them when they wouldn't pay fast enough or, you know, if they wouldn't do the things that I wanted to do. And I just thought it was all natural. But actually, there was a wrongness in my thought pattern. There was something wrong with my thought pattern. Anyway, God being God was willing to take me to task on it and draw me uh, into a new way of thinking. And, uh, you know, when we look at this scripture here, it says that uh, if any of you wants to be my, my followers... You must turn from your selfish ways and take up your cross and follow me. Well, you know, um, this is the bit, I said it picked me up and shook me around, is because when I looked at the journey of surrender, this is the scripture that came back to me. And, and it was just, there was no compromise in it. There was just a simple thing. Will you follow me? Will you surrender all to me? So I began the journey. And uh, anyway, with, my, with, with money, I wouldn't say that that journey has come to an end yet. But it's certainly, you know, well on its way. And uh, God's moved in, in great ways in, in that area. And, uh, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as we look at this uh, changing the way we think... Um, you can look at it in, sometimes it's easier to look at it as something like repentance. Changing your way that you think is, is very similar to repentance. It's like a, it's saying, you know what, like you remember that first day you gave your life to the Lord. 
I'm willing to turn. I'm willing to turn away from the ways that I think and turn to the way that you think, Lord. Um, so it's a, it's a repentance journey that you're taking. And as I visualize it, it's a kind of coming, a coming into agreement with God. It's saying kind of, not my way, but yours, Lord. And, and as I look through the journey that I've taken with my finances, uh, and, and God's been there every step of the way, there has to have, have a sense of that following. So it, it's been a kind of, like, as I give, then the Lord can pull me forward. So, you know, to, 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 walk, to walk in hand in hand with the Lord, you've got to understand that you're, you've got to change. Our God's not going to change. He's not going to change and conform to us. It's us that have got to change and conform to him. Um, because he will not change. And because he's perfect in every way. And with that, that changing of the way that we think, then we can start to look at the way that our Lord thinks. And I think this will be a good ter- time to turn to Isaiah. Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. Um, for those who don't know where Isaiah is, it's kind of middle of the... If, well, Psalms is in the middle of the Bible, when Isaiah is just a little bit to the right. Um, if you've got your Bibles upside down, it's kind of in the middle and then a bit to the left. <laughs> yeah, so, so it, it says... Um, another scripture that I love, absolutely love, and it helps me to be able to surrender. It says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything that you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So we get a, a lovely picture of uh, the natural and the supernatural there, is that we, we kind of, we think that we're, we've got this great intelligence and we use it to solve, solve many problems and it's wonderful. But God says that his thoughts are not even on the same stratosphere as our thoughts. So in our intelligence, um, we will get it wrong every single time. Until we submit to the, to the Lord. Until we su- submit our thoughts to the Lord. Uh, and he says that they're like a, like the heavens, which are, you know, infathomable. You cannot see the heavens. And that is the difference between our thoughts and the Lord's thoughts. Um, and, and with that, it gives a, a kind of a picture of where, where we could be and where God is. And that kind of transition over into surrendership to him and uh and into into his will for our life and um you know i want to encourage you when it comes to to walking with god because there's no no better f- uh, feeling i mean just a, just in personal testimony to to myself uh, i was a man that lived in with great restlessness uh um based in frustration and the lack of hope but just to hold God's hand, just to be brave enough to humble yourself and to hold his hand and to walk forward with him brings such amazing 
peace to a person's life um, to the point where you can start to literally focus uh, upon the things that are really going on around you. Um, and that would be my encouragement to you. So I was looking for a scripture that could help me kind of link, link in uh, the things that I've been saying, which hopefully made some sense so far. <laughs> uh, and that is Romans 12, 1 and 2. And that's uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, Acts and then Romans. Um, that's, so Romans 12, 1 and 2. Just told you where it is. Let's see if I can find it now. So it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. Um, uh, Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And this part of the scripture, I think, really is succinct to how surrender looks. Do not or don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, which would have been the things that I learnt about money. You know, now I know that they're the root... Money, the love of money is the root of all evil. And I can see it plainly. But when you're in amongst it, you can't. Your, your, Your vision's blurred. But let God, God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So he can't change the way we think unless we're allowing him to. Our God is not a dominant God. He will not come upon you and force you to change your ways. You've got to allow his spirit to lead you into a conforming mind and heart. And then you will learn uh, to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing, and perfect. So this is it. This is, the, this is the kind of blueprint for what we're looking for, for a sacrifice life. For to, you know, you, you've got that visual of, of giving up your life. There's no, there's no compromise in it. There's no half, halfway measures. It's a giving up of your life. That's where repentance started. Uh, and I thought I was co- totally surrendered when I gave my life. When he freed me from my addictions. It, it, in one swoop, he took away addiction after addiction after addiction. And in my heart, I wanted to say, you know, everything I have is yours. And that was true. But that was only the journey, the beginning um, of my surrender to God. It was just the beginning. Even though in my heart, I thought I was totally there. He'd only just begun with me. So we then see the, the difficult part of the journey or what could be the challenging part coming from a natural perspective, which would be to pick up your cross. And you know, it's a, it's a challenge to pick up your cross because you know, to even think about the cross is, uh, is painful. Um, Yeah. When you when you imagine, let's start at the beginning with Jesus. When he come into a condemned world, he sacrificed everything from the word go. He, he had no place to live, no place to to call home in his ministry. He was they were trying to kill him constantly, um, but he kept his focus. He he had picked up his cross already. 
Even though he hadn't done it physically, he was looking from an eternal perspective. He, he trusted his Father in heaven. And he had his cross. You know, and, and that's before he even grabbed hold of a cross where he made everything that that cross was. And he also made the hill that he had to climb and the people that nailed it to him, nailed him to that cross. And so that's where the challenge, the deep challenge, just to understand um, what he did for us uh, that day. And, uh, and, that, and that also that he came first. It was him that did it first for us. It's not like saying, well, you know, I've got to give up all my money. I've got to give up this. I've got to give up that. He's already shown us that as a person, a person of God, as he came and he went through that suffering, it was a, it was a blueprint for us. It was a, it was a, a role model for us, especially for me as a male who never really took to a role model. And, and then, he showed us how to die. And they say, you know, another translation would say, die to yourself and pick up your cross. He showed us how to give up the old, the wrong ways of thinking, and, and look to the new, and look to Jesus to, to call us into that way. And, um, you know, I guess we're moving on to, to a more personal side of um, how, how looking into sharing has opened things up for me. And that is this question. Why should I, why should I surrender to God? Why should I do it? You know, what, what, what is there to gain from surrendering to God? And as I've just said, we look at the cross, we look back to the cross, and we see that he did it all first. He's not expecting us to do something that he hasn't already done. He surrendered everything for this life because he knew that this is only a temporary, this is a temporary thing that we've got here. And he was looking into the eternity um, for our future as he came down just especially for us. And it's freedom. To surrender yourself to God has been a journey of freedom for me and for you. He sets us free and... Uh, you know, I'm not just talking about those wonderful uh, addictions that I was set free from. Um, I, I, I'm considering the, the freedom from, from death that came in. When his Holy Spirit came into my body, I felt death leave me. I felt that the burden of death leave me, and it was replaced with this beautiful life. And that was, that was a, fr- a freedom um, that I can, I can still feel it now just running through and it still gets stronger and i mentioned it's that i swap restlessness for for a great peace that god um put upon me and uh you know he he where i was discontented and frustrated he just he replaced that with joy and and my insecurities uh he gave me confidence in my brokenness he gave me healing he did such wonderful things for me. And I know that this is his heart for each and every one of us. But it does start at surrender. Um, you know, he, he, we were separated from him 
for eternity. And when, when we accepted him into our lives, that brought that life and that peace in. So as I think about us, maybe the way I was challenged um, with these scriptures, um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm praying that there's people that have also been challenged today to look at about whether or not they see compromise in the scripture of Matthew 16, um, whether they see a kind of another way, but to surrender all, to surrender everything that you've got and pick up your cross, to see if there was an, a, a different way. I, I guess the question is, is there something that you need to surrender to God today? It might be, it might be that you want to surrender everything today, but is there one thing that you're ready to surrender today that you've been convicted of? That, that God, God wants to deal with that. The journey that I have taken, I can tell you I've had to surrender thing after thing after thing after thing. And He has just blessed me. He's given me the desires of my heart. It says that, you know, those who love the Lord, well, he will give them the desires of their heart. And I'm a man that can stand here and say that from my brokenness, he has given me everything a man can desire. Sometimes when we go out on the streets, uh, we started doing, well, we went out with Pete the other day, we started uh, doing um, uh, a little script. It's called the script. And there's a, part, there's a part in that script that says that if you were to die today, if you were to die today, do you think that you would be going to heaven? And that's a hard question to ask a stranger, but it, it gets straight to the point. So what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you an even harder question than that today. And it's the question I've been challenged with. And that question is this, is that if you were to die today, could you face God knowing that you've been not only true to him, but true to his word. That today you know that you haven't put something off. That you haven't said, you know what, I'll do it later. You know, let me get myself in shape, then I'll do it. You know, or let me learn a bit more Bible, then I'll surrender. Let me, let me sing a bit more praise, then I'll surrender. You know what? Then it, is now. It's today. And that's what I want to challenge you with. And I, you know, Alan, who I work with, he knows I've got a problem with surf, surfing. I've always had an issue with surfing. There's nothing wrong with surfing. It's a, it's a great sport, right? But I'll just put, if a surf's right down at Port Levin, I would just drop everything. Literally drop everything. Leave work, gone. You know what I mean? Oh, the family be all right. God will look after them. You know, that's no problem. Just gone. No matter what time it is in the morning, no matter what day it is, I was there. I didn't miss one session there last year. And I, and I was driving past uh, Grandpa, and I went p- uh, past the burger wagon there. And uh, the mushroom man, I call him, was stood there yapping away. The guy that makes the mushrooms always in a kilt. Can't miss him. Uh, and, uh, and I said to God, do you know what, God? I'm going down here again today, but you know I drop everything to, to do whatever you want, whenever you want it. He says, well, drop it now. and go and speak to him about Jesus. And I was just like, Hang on a minute. The tide. No, I can't do it. I, you know, and I'm, it's, it's funny in one way, but in another way, it broke my heart because you know what? I said no. 
I said no to him. And off I drove. And do you know what? I hit traffic in Falmouth, 15 minutes. How long does it take to share the gospel? Three minutes. So, and, and I still got there on time. And God says, do you want to have a think about your life? Do you want to think about what I've brought you out of? And I was just gobsmacked. How can I say no to God himself? And I'll tell you why. It's because of a wrong pattern of thinking. An unsurrendered heart to God. So I was challenged on that day. Anyway, I'm not, I wasn't healed. I mean, it wasn't like a miraculous, come on, get out of it. It was the beginning of a journey. So the next time, the surf comes up again, bang, straight along the road again, forgotten everything. Hammering along, okay, right, Lord, where are you? Come on, help me. If there's anything that I can do, stop me right now in my tracks, I'll do it. Anyway, I've got past the mushroom, man, few. <laughs> heading, to, heading towards, uh, and I said, please, I mean it, I mean it. Kept praying in tongues, kept praying, kept praying, kept praying. Anyway, I got to the uh, SO garage and I felt peace. And I went in. I've got to use the loo. This uh, says I've got five minutes before the tie is going to be right. It's no problem. So in I go, use the loo. And uh, as I come out, a woman says to me, Oh, you're singing. You're singing to Robbie Williams. That's cheered me up. I wasn't. I was singing a praise song. <laughs> just, just so happened that Robbie Williams was on. And uh, she says, That's nice. And. God says, tell her how much I love her. So I told her how much I, that God uh, loved her. Told her how much uh, Jesus had changed my impact in my life. And it took probably five or ten minutes at the most. No more than that. And he gave me a word of knowledge for her, which I shared, um, which, which was that God will help you to love the way your heart wants to love. You know, and, I, and I think we all want to love like that. So you can see the encouragement that it gave her. And, and it was all down to God if stopping me and making me slow down and focus on him. So as I came out, this is where the miracle happened. I got in and I said, you know what, Lord? I love doing your work. I love it. I says, what now? Anything. I says, I'll pack this surfboard up right now. And, I, and with that, a massive lorry. I'd open, I kind of opened my eyes just enough to see this brewery lorry with a load of surfers on it with the words, you've earned it, above the top. <laughs> Literally moments. And uh, for, I don't know how your journey with the Lord is, uh, has been, but uh, for, for, for me, that was just, it was just such a, he speaks to me sometimes like that, and it was a confirmation. I didn't need to double check that. I know that the Lord was, he was speaking right to me. But yeah, again, another, another journey of surrender. So um, my, my plea for you today, my heart for you, is that we would take a little bit of time now and just think about an area of our life and, and just contemplate what it might be to... Because our, our Lord is coming as judge. He, he, he's reconciled us to God. Oh, that's a long word, sorry. He has made things right with God for us at the cross. That's what he's done. And he's offering something amazing. For the, If there's people here that haven't surrendered to God, do it. It's the most amazing journey that you could ever begin. It's beautiful. He takes away the bad, replaces it with good. 
He takes away death. He replaces it with life. There's a no-lose situation. It was, a, it was an act of grace. He gave it to us for free. It's not like the things of the world. I pay, you give. This is, you do nothing, I give. And that's what he did. And it's just a step. Face the small step. When I think of, I think of Ian, when I think about, when I encourage you to give your life to the Lord, is that he knew, he knew the background. He's an intelligent man. He knew the possibilities. He knew them all and he knew them well. But he hadn't taken that step of faith, the hard bit. <laughs> that just that simple step towards our God. You even turn your head slightly to him. He's in your peripheral, ready to, ready to respond right now. And for those who don't know, it's a repentance. It says repent. Turn away. Turn away from the way you think that things work. And turn towards Jesus. And let him take control of every area of your life. And you have to, you have to believe. You know, the Holy Spirit convicts us of uh, that being true and the fact that he was raised and... Uh, and to life, I mean, three days later, and that he now reigns on high. I had the fast track of that, which is, here, I'm going to take away your addictions. You know, I know you don't know me, but we're going to get on. But there was, there was a turning of my head. There was a point I had to humble myself and say, you know, okay, where are you then? You know, there was a humbling. There was a humbling that started that journey. So I wondered whether we might close our eyes and just, and just search the Lord. Just search our hearts. And for me, for me when I search, search, let the Lord search my heart, and when he, look, he looks into me, he, he starts to show me where he'd like to be, where he'd like to be in the areas that I think. Areas that I could be convicted of giving over to him. So I just want to give you a little bit of time now. And then I'm going to encourage you to come up and um, receive prayer with our our wonderful prayer team. um, With regard to those thoughts, those challenges, those things that might have just dropped in. And you might have even brushed them aside. I just ask that the Lord would bring those up to the surface now. As there's a slight doubt maybe coming into your heart, a slight restlessness with that, um, I'd just have you know that God loves you and also that he has paid for all of your sins on the cross. Every single one of them, all of that guilt, all of that shame, he has already paid for that. And he wants to encourage you to come with him to pick up your cross. You don't have to do it alone. He's, he's there with you. He will meet you. Yeah, dear Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this opportunity to share this privilege to be amongst my family and uh, those who love me. And uh, I just ask that you would pour out your blessing now upon this wonderful church, your body. Uh, So you would pour out your healing.
Yeah, Lord Jesus. If there's somebody here that's got uh, problems with their hearing, the Lord wants to heal you. Maybe a, a calf muscle as well. I suggest that you would go and uh, receive receive prayer. If there's somebody here with either a hearing problem or a problem with their calf muscle, yeah, praise you, Lord Jesus, and uh, I pray a blessing of uh, all your children's families as well. In your name, I pray. Amen.